is different from the uppercut Leela in that there are elements from the material world that are found in the Prakatli of the manifest Leela on earth that are not found in the uppercut Leela. Vishwanath Chakravati Thakur has compared the Prakat Leela to a Sadaka Deha. A Sadaka Deha is like a work in progress. So it has, as much as our senses are engaged in relation to sense objects for their own pleasure, rather than engaged um, in relation to sense objects for the pleasure of Krishna's senses, to that extent that there's a material side to our Sadaka Deha. Hmm? And it's not fully spiritualized. So, similarly, there is a there are material elements that are present in the uppercut lila. So, let's take demons, for example, um, relative to the classes you're listening to. Obviously, they're not fully uh, spiritual, and uh, there's some background, you know, uh, karmic background, aparad background, that may be the case um, to their um, appearing in the lila as they do, and Krishna's dealing with those elements. So in that way, the, the Prakat Leela is, uh, it, it includes some material elements, progressing sadhakas also. You see, the there are um, uh, 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 devotees amongst the gopas, some are nityasiddhas, some have come from heaven, some have come from earth, from previous lives of sadhana, the latter two of which both are considered sadhana, uh, siddhas, pursuing perfection uh, in, in the final stage by taking birth in the Prakat Lila. You have different gopis, uh, for example, the Upanishads, the personified, the <clears throat> sages of Dhanakaranya. They entered the Lila in Gopi Bhav, but when Krishna called at night, on his flute for the Rasali, they couldn't enter. They were checked by their husbands. And that separation that resulted um, um, carried them, the intensity that of love that resulted from that, carried them into the perfection um, that um, the Prakat Leela afforded them an opportunity to attain. Later in the Leela, um, when Uddhavas comes to Vrindavan and speaks, it's apparent there from the commentaries that those gopis who have been held back were now uh, able to participate. Um, so, or the wives of the Brahmins, let's say, from Matura. Mm-hmm. So all of those are instances of devotees who have some, um, who are, let's say, work, work, work in progress. The Bhagavad even uses the language of karma to refer to the gopis who were checked back. Of course, we, or to the, um, well, uh, using that example, of course, we, 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 we tend to explain that, uh, uh, differently, um, and and the explanations are good, um, such that um, in that particular instance, it's not their karma which has already passed away, 
that um, are done away with that that needs to be done away with, but a certain development within Prem, Sneha Man Pranay Raghun Rag Mahabhav. But nonetheless, it's it, it is an example of the fact that the Prakat Leela um, is is a Leela in which there are fully perfected devotees, Krishna's fully present, and then they're not fully protected, and they're the influence of karma on others, the demons, and so on and so forth. So what is the uh, second part of the question? Can't hear you. I can't hear you, Ernest. Sorry, yeah, it's actually not a second part of the question. It's a totally different question. Okay. Should we go ahead and take that? Yes. Okay. So she says, in Jaiva Dharma, in the Praman and Prameya chapter, in explaining Bhagavan's qualities, Bhaktivinoda Thakur says that Gyan and Vairagya are only attributes of the quality of fame and not qualities on their own. He goes on to say that it is because they are originally the features of the impersonal Brahman. This section makes me really confused. First of all, how can knowledge and renunciation come from fame and not the other way around? And then how can these be features of Brahman who is inactive and has no way to express neither of them? Uh, Yeah, that's basically it. Well, I'd have to look at the section. I don't recall that section. Um, But I think that probably Bhaktivinoda Thakur is speaking about um, those who pursue that ideal rather than those who have attained it, which would answer the second part of your question. Hmm? Um, those pursuing it and attaining it uh, may be driven, seems to be what he's saying, more uh, by by fame um, or by the idea that the, the Atma and Brahman are one, which does make one rather big. And, uh, and let's say, which is God is famous. That's one of his qualities that would make you, uh, the individual similarly, um, famous. Whereas in devotion, of course, we see ourselves as one in a dynamic sense, one in love and, um, as such a servant. And, um, and, um, and a servant of he who is, has all, all, all fame rather than that fame being ours. Of course, she can be famous as a devotee, but that's a very different thing. So, I mean, like I say, I haven't read that section in a long time. I don't recall it. But just from what you have said there, that's um, what I can draw for it. Yes, attaining Brahman, well, where is, where is fame? Where is knowledge? Where is renunciation? Where is anything? But in the pursuit of that, it may be driven by such, um, to some extent, um, an ambition. It's, it's kind of, it seems a kind of a radical way of speaking about impersonal Brahman in a negative way. Hmm? Hmm? There's less radical ways to talk about it having a, being negative in comparison to the positivity of bhakti. Um, but, Sometimes our charges have, have, have um, 
kind of militated against impersonal Brahman. Um, and largely, I would say, um, well, on two counts, one, to, to uh, drive um, developing devotees away from that ideal where there's no opportunity for bhakti rasa. Hmm? So they, they tend to paint it perhaps more negatively than um, you, you could look at it more positively, obviously. Uh, but they, they do that for the, for the sake of um, emphasizing the positivity of bhakti rasa. And also out of bhava, secondarily. Um, to, to hate liberation, uh, and that's a type of, a type of mukti, is fairly uh, an extreme statement. And, um, and one may take ex- exception to it, but if you understand bhava, and, and, and just love, you know, really with its particularities and so forth, it, it, uh, sometimes expresses itself like that. I love one, and those who are against that which I love, I hate. And that hatred is, a, is, a, is, is, is actually an expression of their, of their love. Um, so, but to understand bhava, that's not, that's not easy. Even if you hear about it over and over again, even if you think it is, and intellectually you've identified it as your ideal, what it is, what it will do to you, <laughs> and what uh, <laughs> and what um, what things it may cause you to say and so forth and and feel um, might they might not be PC even. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it has nothing to do with uh, uh, this world, if you will. It may even cause you to look out of balance. And, 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 and here is an instance, you know, making extreme statements, um, that paint, um, let's call it impersonal liberation, Brahma's huge as undesirable, as merely a, a, a product of the pursuance of, of the, of fame that is the opulent, one of the opulences of Bhagawan and desiring it for oneself. It seems to be what how Bhakti Vinotaka was talking about it. And in that way, he's saying that the jnana and the vairagya that are pursued as uh, limbs of the, of the jnana marg, if you angas of the jnana marg, are uh, products of fame. That seems to be the way he's talking about it. Now, one doesn't necessarily have to be driven by the pursuit of such uh, fame. To um, to be on the path, pursue, and to attain Brahma Sayuja. and there are many humble souls um, on 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 such such a path. And and um, but then again, of course, from the Vaishnava perspective, you know what is humility if it is not humility before before Bhagwan? You know, in the full sense of the term, <clears throat> what if it's only if it's only provisional, I'll be humble so that I can become, you know, everything, uh, something like that, then it's questionable. 
it's kind of like the idea of um, honor amongst thieves. Um, yeah, there's honor amongst thieves. You know, they want to divide the loot uh, honestly, but it's stolen goods to begin with, right? So, so the Vaishnavas um, they um, tend to speak in that way about impersonal liberation. Kabiraj Krishnas is very, very strident in this regard in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Prabhupada characterized himself as Nirvishesha Sunyavadi Paschatadeshatarani. So, but the point being here that unless that gets out of one's head and heart, then, then there's no opportunity for Bhakti Rasa. So, and it, and, and, and Bhakti Siddhanta, or Pujapachita Marsh glorified Bhakti Siddhanta to describe it as the Timingila, you know, the, the fish, the poetic whatever fish that swallows whales, you know, it swallows up. Um, it sounds good. Sounds sounds like it's all inclusive. Um, sure, bhakti is great. You know, this is great. That path is great. It all ends in, in personal Brahman. You know, <laughs> and then all the the, the, the all the goals of these paths are done away with. It's a little deceitful in that way. Pujapadrita Marsh, commenting on a verse from Chaitanya Charitamrita, said, "Well, Buddhism is a little more honest. You know." Uh, it's better to be a thief than to be a counterfeit. You know? So he felt that the Mayavad perspective was was, was counterfeit. Hmm? Sounded like humble, sounded theistic. Hmm? Sounds theistic. Okay, Bhakti's good. You know, at least Buddhism comes out and says there's no God. <laughs> Bas. <laughs> Whereas the way he looked at Mayavad saying, there's a God. Yeah, we worship him, everything. But of course he's not. For real, he's not eternal, and so he compared that to counterfeit um, rather than out and out thievery. Now these are strong uh, statements. Also, another example, um, but uh, it's not uncommon, and and they come out of out of the kind of theistic reasoning that I'm giving, and then also um, out of Baba to be condemned to be to be um, by someone in Bhava, to be um, uh, disrespected, Bhakti Vinodara disrespects in some places other other Vaishnavas even, who, who have no affinity for Radha, dismisses them. That's a blessing. But that takes some, uh, some understanding on our part, at least theoretically, what is the nature of Bhava, what may come from that side to us, how it may um, um, whatever comes to us from that side, let us say, is a blessing. That someone in Bob has paid some attention to us. <clears throat> Rather than ignore us, my God, uh, we're, we're, we're blessed. So, um, so anyway, that's a, in a broad way. I look at a lot of statements like that, and I hope my explanation from what you have said um, if it accurately um, describes what Bhakti Talk was written there. I hope that answers your question. If not, of course, feel free to, uh, to comment and ask further. Otherwise, we can take another question. <clears throat> Excuse me. Thank you very much. Actually, Raj is not on the call today because she's cooking, but uh, maybe she'll ask something next week if she has anything. Anyway, the next question is from Ram Mohan. 
Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj. Um, my question is, I just need to pull it up, the verse. It's a verse or a couple of verses from the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Um, a small group of us have recently started reading the Madhya Leela. And um, mm. so Lord Chaitanya is obviously in intense separation. But in these two verses, it's verse uh, 42 and 43, he says, that there can be no separation. Uh, so the first verse, love of Godhead devoid of cheating propensities is not possible within this material world. If there is such a love, there cannot be separation. For if there is separation, how can one live? And in the following verse also, he says, pure love for Krishna, just like gold from the Jambu River, does not exist in human society. If it existed, there could not be separation. If separation were there, one could not live. So I was confused by that. Him saying separation, if separation were there. You were confused because you were thinking, well, it's love and separation is a prominent aspect of Prem. There's separation yes. union and there's separation. There's, there's union and Prem, some Bog and, and Vipralamba. And there's, and there's separation. And here he seems to be saying there is no separation. But what he, what he, what he's, what he's saying is, is that one cannot tolerate hmm, separation. If one, um, um, if one can tolerate separation, then how can there be love? Hmm? Separation is intolerable. Hmm? And it fosters, fosters union. So he's saying in this world, there's no love of Krishna. So to the extent that I'm in this world and content with the separation, he's not talking about here separation in the context of love of God. There's separation in the context of love of God in a time, in, in, in the context of the union. There will be meeting and there will be separation, meeting and separation. He's speaking in a more broad way here about the fact that in the material world, there is apparent separation from Bhagavan. One's living in the illusion hmm, of his absence. Hmm. To the extent that one could live in the material world and tolerate that separation, hmm, one cannot have love of God. Hmm. Hmm. If one had, has love of God, one cannot tolerate the, 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 the separation that, that, that results from separate interest. Hmm. within the context of the Leela, the separation is not resulting from separate interest. It's the ebb and flow of the Leela, the high and low tide of the Leela. But there's another broader general idea of separation that he's talking about here. The separation that results from the illusion that I am this body and I am this mind, which is based on separate interests, hmm? interests other than Krishna. Hmm? And, and that, that's what this world is all about. So therefore, in this world means in the realm where there are separate interests from Krishna. Mm-hmm. There is no love of Krishna. Love of Krishna is not present where there's separate interests from Krishna. Mm-hmm. And so let me give a death, therefore, to separate interests from Krishna. Mm-hmm. 
and if I'm not ready to die to that, how can I have Prem? Prem is not found there. This is the idea. So, so he's talking about it a little differently. There's definitely separation within the Lila that causes union. Uh, gives birth to union, makes love grow, um, uh, makes, I would say, uh, makes the heart grow fonder. Separation makes the heart grow fonder. That's another thing. Hmm? But the, the, the so-called separation that results from separate interests, hmm? there's really no separation there either. There's, that's an illusion. You're an illusion that there, there are separate interests that are being presented to you by identification with the body, mind, senses, and so forth. So, wherever that is, there's no love of Krishna. We should be able to, we should be prepared, prepared therefore, to die to that. that Die the ego death. Ego death. Exactly. It's an ego death. And this is um, very, very basic and very, very central to Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Or for that matter, do all uh, forms of Vedanta and, and, and genuine, uh, in fact, I often refer to them as ego if, in, if facing paths, whether it be esoteric Christianity, Judaism, Sufism, um, you know, different forms of Hinduism that are ego effacing. Hmm? Um, um, and you know, Gaudi Vaishnava is, is one such path. There we have something in common. There we have real spiritual paths that are ego-facing. And this is the all-in-all all in, in some traditions, and it's it's the beginning in Gaudi Vaishnava. To, to face one's material ego, chitta dharpana marginal. Hmm? This is this is the beginning. But there there's more to that. The, the, the real ego must come out, right? The real identity of the self, that the self is inherently a servant of Bhagavan. Hmm? That's its nature. Hmm? So there's a further development. Now we can become attracted in hearing about Gaudi Vaishnavism to the higher ideal hmm? and lose sight of the fact that without effacing the material ego, that's not going to happen. Hmm? And then even when, when the opportunity comes that our ego is, is effaced in some way, hmm, um, we, 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 we reject, you know, we, we, we push back and so forth. Hmm. Uh, we were deluding ourselves in this regard. Prabhupada was, um, said a very nice example in this regard. Um, when his guru chastised him, the famous story, sitting in an assembly, Sarasati Thakur, Prabhupada was speaking, and a friend of Prabhupada was trying to say something to Prabhupada and get his attention. He wasn't really getting my Prabhupada's attention, but it appeared as such from Bhakti Siddhanta on the dais. He stopped the talk and chastised this student of Aicharanadavinda Das and said, So, do you think that you're qualified to sit here, but you don't need to listen. Hmm? You can talk to somebody about something. He didn't chastise the other person. That You can talk about something else. Hmm? Probably wasn't interested in something else. Guru Dave was wrong. <laughs> Bhakti Siddhanta was wrong in one sense, right? But Prabhupada, Abhay Charananda said he was so right. 
that, that out of the big assembly, he took the time to single me out and chastise me for, for the appearance of doing something wrong, even though I was doing nothing wrong. And I accepted that I, that he was right to do that. And it was a sign of his affection for me. He took it positively. It said that if the guru should praise us or the guru should criticize us, we're in a good position. If he or she should show indifference towards us, uh-oh, this is Pujapachita Marsh comment, then we're in problem. That means he's given up on us. Then, then where are, then where, where are we? Right? Nowhere. Um, the demons are very preoccupied with Krishna. That's the goal. <laughs> to be preoccupied with Krishna. To get, and they get his attention. Right? They may be in a better position than those who are just, uh, uh uninterested. Right? <laughs> Of course, there are negative repercussions, but uh, ultimately there are positive repercussions for that as well. So therefore it said, yena kena, yena kena, prakarina mana krishna mivesha. Somehow or other, fix your mind on Krishna, somehow or other, get his attention, uh, or our our Guru Dave's attention. Um, So, um, yeah, I'm kind of, Expanding a little bit, but some thoughts that, that come to mind. The example of Rupa Goswami chastising Jiva Goswami. Hmm. It's very beautiful. Right? Balabacharya had criticized a verse of Rupa Goswami where he said that he seemed to criticize Gyan and Karma. Hmm. Hmm. Um, they have to get out of their heart. And Balaba thought, well, Gyan and Karma, these things are recommended in the scriptures, so we can't criticize them. Um, he left. Riva Goswami followed after him and said, actually what Gurudev said is, is the desires for Gyan and Karma are like witches that haunt the heart, not Gyan itself and Karma, which are advocated by the scripture for different people. We have only Adhikar for that rather than Adhikar for Bhakti. Hmm. So he's not criticizing Gyan and Karma, but the desires for them. If they're in the heart, they haunt the heart, and Bhakti won't come in, which is what Rupa Goswami was saying. So he corrected Balaba. But Rupa Goswami chastised Rupa Goswami for wasting his time hmm, in correcting uh, Balaba hmm, and banished him from his company. It wasn't until much later that at the behest of Sanatana Goswami, Rupa Goswami allowed him back in again. And Jiva Goswami just accepted, there's value in accepting such, um, in terms of the formation of our spiritual ego, the, 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 the awakening manifestation of our spiritual ego, there's, there's very positive value in accepting such um, ego-effacing kind of reactions from sadhus, from our guru, from uh, and looking at the examples in, in a scripture like this, I'm, I'm citing one here. Hmm? There's value in that. Even if, you know, well, Jiva Koswami could have gone back and said, no, Rupa Gurudev, I was defending you. I explained it like this. I was actually right. I was defending you. You're criticizing me. What value is there in that? 
how much how will that help to to eradicate the false ego and how will that help to develop the serving ego it won't help it at all hmm? so you see what we're doing here is it's a little difficult to understand sometimes hmm? We can throw out so many considerations from the material world, what might be right, what what is, and call it progressive, you know, Vaishnavism or something, and it's antithetical to what Vaishnavism is about and to the, what we're actually trying to uh, accomplish. Hmm? So it's, 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 it's very subtle. Um, the scripture, I mean, you look at the examples in the scriptures about how to deal with things. If I would give just answers from the scriptures to some of the questions that I've given, people would be shocked. If I just said, next question, hmm? Chaitanya, Mah- Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did this, banished, you know, uh, um, uh, what was his name? Chota Haridas. Chota Haridas, you know, just leave it at that. <laughs> but these examples are there that to speak to us, you know, that this is a transcendental path, you know, it's not, we're not interested in humanistic Vaishnavism, humanizing it. And from our human, rational, cultural and social rationalizations, which are so relative to the time and the circumstance, that people will laugh at it, be shocked at it, appalled at how we thought in a hundred years from now, uh, uh, that you could go to a gas station and pump oil, you know, into your car and run around. People would think, what the, you know, you know. If the world's still here, you know. Uh, um, so to, to try to make Bodhi Vaishnavism fit hmm, into human uh, social, social, um, and psychological perspectives, you know, entirely, there's some, but entirely, we take the transcendence out of it altogether. We should be careful about that. To reform Bodhi Vaishnavism is not for a neophyte. Hmm. That's for a bhakti Thakur. And they're one in a million amongst great devotees. Hmm? Gaudiya Vaishnava, Bengal, hmm? West Bengal is defined by two historical periods, pre-Chaitanya and post-Chaitanya. Hmm? That's who Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was in West Bengal. And West, what West Bengal and the Bay of Bengal is to the whole world that's very interesting from a political, from a uh, from a uh, economical, um, and many other angles of vision uh, perspective that people are unaware of. It's like some remote place, West Bengal. Where the hell is that? You know, but if you look at it carefully, you see it's very. It's actually a very important place um, geologically, um, and of course, it is where the Ganga. Hmm, Enters into 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 the ocean, right? Into the bay, the biggest the biggest bay in the world, right? Um, it connects the east with the west, actually, uh, oceanically speaking. Um, and it's from there that this bhakti that was previously just uh, you know hidden in the ashram of of Vyas, Madhva had to go to the ashram of Vyas to have his own Vaishnav commentary in opposition to Advaita Vedanta uh, approved. Hmm? And, and that, that, that has come down, like the Ganga comes down to the Bay of, Bay of Bengal, that Krishna Bhakti of the Bhagavatam in the form of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and sending it out you know, to, the whole, to the whole world. Um, um, 
what's the point? So anyway, very, very, uh, special, uh, uh, dispensation and, and, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Bengal is defined by pre-Chaitanya, post-Chaitanya. Mm-hmm. And, and we shouldn't let it be defined again. Mm-hmm. And how, how to preserve that is, that is the figure, the person of Bhakti Minotakwa. There's no person in the post-Chaitanya era who is more uh, significant in Bengal history in terms of um, emphasizing this point that Bengal is divided in two periods, than Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, than, than, than Bhakti Thakur. I mean, you know, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur um, compared himself to a straw in the broom of Bhakti Thakur, who Bhakti Thakur considered himself a sweeper. He's out sweeping the street, which later become known as Bhakti Siddhanta Marg in Mayapur, for his vision of the Panchatattva performing Namsan Kirtan. And Bhakti said, I'm just a sweeper. And Bhakti Siddhanta, what did he say? And I am a straw in the broom of Bhakti Thakur. What he thought of Bhakti Thakur and what, how Prabhupada, my Guru Marsh, and Pujapachitamarsh thought of Bhakti Siddhanta. It's, it's actually frightening. Prabhupada couldn't even speak about Bhakti Siddhanta without weeping. Hmm? He was tight lipped about Bhakti Siddhanta to a large extent. Hmm? And on the days of his appearance, when he would try to say something, he became very, very emotional. And, and Prabhupada was no small person. What he did, hmm? this is a, this is a, you know, an incredible chapter in the history of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Hmm? Unique. I mean, there'll be other ones in the future, and there are ones in the past that are extraordinary and unique as well. But this is like one of them. We're like part of it. <laughs> We're like a born out of it. You know, it's just absolutely incredible. And the person behind it, the energy behind it, thought himself to be a member of Bhakti Manod's movement, he said, Prabhupada. Hmm? A follower of Bhakti Siddhanta. And how, he, how small he felt in relation to Bhakti Siddhanta, who was Bhakti Siddhanta? So to be a reformer of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, you know, do you even know what it is? Do you even, and, and, and maybe you ought to get it before you can reform it. If you have Bhava, maybe you can do some reformation, but mostly you'll think, what's the need of reformation? It's perfect. <laughs> But 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 uh, yeah. So there are nowadays there are the, the reformers. Mm-hmm. Let them have bhava. Let them get bhava and tell us how, tell us how to reform Gaudi Vaishnavism. So obviously that I've drifted far from your question, uh, and I don't know how I got there, but. Uh, so there's a little a little bob in that. <laughs> Thank you so much, very much. The feeling in that, feeling for the subject, for the for the topic, Krishna Bhakti, Bhagavan Shri Krishna Ki Jai, Radha Krishna. Yeah. What else is there? Another there's one? a 
there's actually a follow-up from Gayatri. She says, Gurmaj, with, um, with so many distractions in the world nowadays, would you say it's harder to practice Krishna Bhakti and focus the mind than any other yuga? Well, it's harder in Kali Yuga in general, right? Mm-hmm. That's the idea. Therefore, other paths, if you will, uh, Yuga Dharmas for other ages are not applicable to Bhakti because people don't have that kind of concentration, ability, there are more distractions, and so on and so forth. Of course, now, at the same time, the system, scripture and the system of revelation compensates for that by way of, of advocating the path that is so simple, which is Namsan Kirtan, chanting the holy name. That is the central uh, practice of, um, of, of, of Gaudi Vaishnavism, and it is the Yuga Dharma, to chant the name, names of God, and the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra in particular, as stated in the Upanishad. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Krishna Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So, that is so easy that people in Satya Yuga can't, they're, they're too, their minds are too sophisticated. They just can't relate to such a simple process could give such a high ideal. They need something more complicated. Mm-hmm. Similarly, in, in Treta and Dwapara Yuga, to a lesser extent, but the same is true. In the Kali Yuga, we think chanting Hare Krishna is hard. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I told, uh, an, an ex-disciple of mine from some years ago who, who left my my uh, guidance, uh, who came to me uh, from a family of Gaudiya Vaishnavas, asking me to teach me about his family's religion, which I did. Um, and then he criticized me for teaching about it, <laughs> which I taught accurately. But but anyway, it happens. It's part of the territory. What happened to Bhakti Siddhanta? Even, even Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's own personal assistant in Bengal, um, caused a disturbance for him. Uh, anyway, so, uh, at one time before he departed, uh, he said to me that, um, I was emphasizing to him that, you know, if you, if you, you have to give your all in all to this. Hmm? You have to give your all in all if you want to get the results. It's not hard to give everything to 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 make the chanting, for example, for an allotted number of rounds or period of time every day, the, the focus of your life, the hub to send, and give your all in all to that, and and more. Of course, I was asking more of him. Uh, he was living in the ashram, um, and uh, I gave him an example. I said, even even in material life, if you want to, you know, attain perfection, you have to get, look at something like, let's say, for, you know, professional sports. If you want to be on the team and professionally, I mean, you have to give your all and all. They, they're just not going to be distracted. They've got dietary concerns. They have to follow a regimen. They have to have exercises in the off season, you know, to stay in shape and so forth. And, and he said, yeah, but I mean, they're getting millions of dollars. <laughs> I said, yeah, and we're getting, we're just getting preem. Hmm? That's all. Hmm? That makes a million dollars uh, shows it to be all counterfeit, counterfeit currency, <laughs> absolute counterfeit currency. No, yeah, we're just getting praying. No, you have to give. You have to give your all and all. You have to give it fully. Hmm? 
Um, um, so was I responding to a question there? Or? Yes, Kaito was asking about that. If oh, it's yeah. harder. Yeah. So, um, so, um, yeah, but you know, it's, it's, it's relatively hard. So it's hard for us and Kali because who we are and what the circumstances are. Um, now your question seems more relevant to the, to the time at the present, let us say within Kali Yuga, which is a long period of time and it's supposed to be getting progressively worse. So is it worse and more, you know, there's more distraction now. I can look at that in terms of today and the time in which um, I uh, was young, 21, 22 years old, and joined Prabhupada. Hmm. And um, I would say that there are, um, there is much, much, much more opportunity uh, to be distracted. I mean, the modern world, in one sense, is largely about, in, a, in democratic uh, society, providing freedoms for people. I mean, people are looking for the self. They're looking for this, the freedom that lies in, in the self, right? Mm-hmm. It's not uh, restrained by time, by 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 space. Doesn't die. I mean, it's obvious to me. To me, that's what they're all looking for, and manage it. But they're just stretching the, the body suit, you know, mind suit to make to make it work. Stretching the gender. Maybe this will be, you know, twisted like this. Maybe that'll work, or or you know. Create this opportunity, that freedom, this many choices, that many vacuums to choose from, that many computers to choose from, that many nails to choose from, you know, just to hammer down a board. You know, I mean, it's just unbelievable. Every time you want to need to buy something for the ashram, it's just like a total headache. There's 10,000 different, you know, ones of, you know, the same to, to look through. Why? And then you read 10,000 comments for each one from the, you know, it's just like madness. And this is all in the name of giving you more freedom, you know, freedom of choices, right? We're all looking for the freedom that lies in the Atma itself. Mm-hmm. But we're, instead of taking the trouble to explore the Atma and look within, we look without and try to twist the material nature. And we, we you know, we've largely been focusing on electric, you know, fire, the fire element, if you will, you know. That's just really starting to, you know, get, get get some traction. We haven't even gotten, materially speaking, to sound. The results of sound. There was an experiment in Harvard some years ago where, they, through sound, they created fire. Hmm. And that's, of course, if they want to look at Santya, hmm. yeah, fire comes out of sound through, through the sound and the sight. And the, and so, in either there's sound, right? And so. So what, what can you do with sound? Hmm. And, and of course, the, the Vedantists, they've centered on that. If you want to look, the quality of ether, which is most subtle in matter, is quality of sound. Let's manipulate that the most subtle element within the material world to change our circumstance. Hmm. This is the idea of mantra. Hmm. Now it's considered hocus-pocus and so forth. But what we're doing with electricity, which is fi- the fire element, artificial intelligence, computers, cell phones, and so forth. It would have been thought just to be magic to talk about it, uh, you know, to people 100 years ago. Magical. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, uh, the more, you know, we we examine the outer world 
and how it works and manipulated and so forth in pursuit of freedom, um, the freedom that lies in the Atma and um, what to speak of love, love that relies unmanifest, but as a, the Jiva's potential. Um, 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 it can serve as a distraction, you know, to answer your question. So comparatively, nowadays, yeah, I mean, uh, it's hard uh, for people to avoid. Um, I mean, there's just so much information and it's presented as if it's so important. Hmm. And you really need to take notice of it to be to be up to date. And you don't. You don't need to pay any attention to it whatsoever at all. The sky is blue. It never changes. Hmm. You know, so, so the knowledge of Vedanta, what is the Atma? Hmm. Who's Bhagwan? It doesn't change. How to attain him? It doesn't change. Hmm. It doesn't change. It's the same. Hmm. And the Methodists in Kali Yuga is simple, but there, you know, there are so many distractions that we start to think we need to pay heed to those distractions in order to improve the methodology given by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to update it. So forth. I mean, there's some, there's some place for keeping update dynamically, theologically, and so on and so forth for preachers, but not everybody's a preacher. Not everybody should be a preacher for that matter. Um, but, at, but at any rate, do I do I do your question? Do I think I think there's a lot more distractions? I'm I looking at the time when I joined Prabhupada. Well, we were, uh, you know, I was a hippie, so you know, most of us were. We were uh, pretty, um, you know, we were we were uh, we we dropped out. We we turned on, tuned in, and turned on. You know, <laughs> over that goes, um, but. You know, we dropped out of something that we were, were, you know, somewhat aware of. You know, um, I mean, there were two sides to it. There were there were the dropouts, looking for something more, and then there was the political side at our time. You know, contra Vietnam War and so forth, which was more social, social justice movement. They came together at some point some point in, in San Francisco in the Golden Gate Park during the famous gathering at that time, I forget what it was called, but but there was a distinction uh, between the two. Um, and um, I was more concerned with the former uh, than I was with the Vietnam War, with the possibility of, of something that transcended also. I was going to join the Peace Corps and then I um, Got a piece of something else that made me think differently, and uh, and um, of course I was a religious person too, raised as a Catholic, wanted to be a priest at first. When I first understood this is this is what religion is about, I thought, well, everybody should become a priest. Then <laughs> my parents said, no, it's not like that, you know. But anyway, I'm just rambling a bit. Um, but um, in those days, we weren't uninformed. Hmm? Um, but the amount of information now that's available is, is considerable. And then what to speak of the amount of misinformation and then, you know, misinformation is, is, is misconstrued to be actual information. And it's just like unbelievable. 
distortion, how to, you know, understand what's going on out there right now. And the long and short of it is you don't need to understand what's going on out there. What's going on in here? What happens to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who came to the world and gave the, the uh, Namsan Kirtan to find a protective, creative support, excuse me, supportive environment for chanting. But yes, I would say there are many, many more uh, distractions. I see, let us say, the movement that arose out of my Guru Maharaj's campaign, largely following in the wake of Bhakti Siddhanta, his vision and Bhakti Vinotakur's, um, it, it, it contains within it many, many, many uh, devotees, um, a, a large portion of whom are very distracted um, by the world to the point where they're trying to infiltrate the distractions, integrate them into Gaudiya Vaishnavism, even in the name of so-called improving Gaudiya Vaishnavism, so it's problematic. But but there are many distractions more today, um, um, I would say. And I suppose, you know, that goes with the idea that Kali Yuga marches on, you know. Um, but good association can help us simplify everything and focus on the, on, on, on the essence. Go live in Mayapur. Simple. Cost a hundred dollars a month to run the flat. Mm-hmm. Live on the bank of the Ganga. Mm-hmm. What did go? What did Bhaktivinoda Thakur say? Madhavananda. Mm-hmm. What does he say? Mm-hmm. He says, "Henadina amar ki hoy beudai, hey bhagodruma lila, shuda prema moi." Gopa Shange Gopa Bhave Prabhu Sevasi Eko Mona Vashivar Sego Dumavasi. Oh, when will that, that day dawn? When hearing about the Prem filled Leelas of Uruma, I can live there with one focus. One, this is yoga, real yoga. You have to be one-minded, with one-minded focus. I can live in Godrum, in the Bhava Bhagopa, and serve Prabhu Gaur there. Prabhu Gaur ki jai, Gaur Nitananda ki jai, Godrum Lila ki jai, Mayapur Dham ki jai, Gaur Bhaktivinda ki jai, Kali Yuga ki jai. <laughs> So we have a few more minutes. I had an interesting anecdote about what you said to that former disciple about even like sports stars and athletes. They're like completely one pointed. I was just listening to something about that. And uh, apparently they even do this like material form of Lila Smaranam. Like it's very common that they visualize every single detail of the game that they're going to have, like every single single detail. Mm-hmm. And it's this continuous meditation. Like when they go to sleep, it's going in their minds. When they wake up, it's going in their minds. So it's like very similar. It's just that they get something so much less. Yeah, they get so, so that, much less. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, we would a good example that they give. Uh, you know, you're trying to become a, this is your idea. You want to become a brain bhakta. If you want to become a pro soccer player, football, baseball, whatever, see how they live their lives. If you want to become a politician, you want to become, attain real, you know, 
in any field, you, you really have to dedicate. If you want to be a doctor, you, you can't just go to four years of college. After that, you've got to go to four, six, whatever it is, eight years of another school, you know. And, 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 and typically, in that time, you want to be a lawyer, you've got to go to college, and you've got to go to law school. And typically in that time, you really don't have time for anything else. You don't have time to get a separate job. Therefore, there's some funding. You borrow money. <laughs> and you, it consumes your whole life. You borrowed money. Then you become a lawyer. Then you have to you know, focus in order to pay it all back and so forth. I mean, obviously, there's there's some room there that they have for for um, relaxation. But we have time for some joking too, right? In the context of bhakti, sometimes probably say, "Okay, let's have some fun." I mean, we tell a joke. We could always understand his Bengali jokes, but uh, but it was fun to hear him say them, recite them. Or he he liked uh, a comedian. Charlie Chaplin. I guess he was a comedian. He liked him. So there may be room for, for, for you know, but, but again, the, the focus is largely one-minded. And these are, there are so many examples in all fields. Is it unreasonable then to expect that of our of ourselves who want the highest ideal, Prem Bhakti, which is the hidden secret, as I say, of the Himalayas, that a young, young boy typically might, might hear about and become attracted to, walk out on his family, and enter and, and live in the world of the sadhus, walking barefoot in the Himalayas for the rest of his life. And that has come to us, like the flow of the Ganga into the Bay of Bengal, available to all of us through Harinam Sankirtan. So it's not a punishing path, uh, comparatively, of austerities, living in a cave, walking barefoot, and so forth. The Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was giving. Hmm. So, so we should uh, try to assess and reassess repeatedly what it is we've been, uh, opportunity we've been given, what is made available to us, what's important, and, and try to attain this one one mindedness, despite the fact that yes, times are very uh, very distracting. I mean, we get distractions from devotees themselves. With their opposite their distortions, and <laughs> it's 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 to speak of the world, right? Mm-hmm. So it's very important to have a guru and, and, and follow your guru. Mm-hmm. So much of this, uh, I find, Gaudi Vaishnavism un, untethered, untethered to a guru, mm-hmm. and someone's out there preaching and coming up with some idea. <laughs> what is the meaning of that? Uh, what else? Is that it? Uh, if you don't mind very much, I had one follow-up follow up thought and a question. So I started thinking like, well, what is this faulty paradigm that makes, it's actually quite common that you pointed out that devotees do tend to think that it's okay to put your all in all into some kind of material endeavor, like you mentioned, but that Krishna consciousness should come easier. And so I started thinking, could it part of that like faulty paradigm be that when you try to endeavor in the world, it's all up to you? But th- there's this idea about Krishna consciousness that there's another person on the other why side. Is he, why isn't he kind? Yeah, why isn't he, yeah, why isn't he, he expanding? There. We, shouldn't, we shouldn't have to try so hard, you know. So do you think that might be part of it? Or like, why is it that we have this difference? Yeah, it's a good, uh, it's a good, good conjecture. Hmm? It's a good conjecture that may not uh, uh, apply 
to non-theistic uh, or less than whole, holy theistic perspectives, like in the Gyan Marg, I call it less than holy theistic uh, transcendental path. It, it might not apply there, or in yoga, sadhana, there's more emphasis on effort there and less emphasis on grace. And our emphasis is all on the gracious nature of Krishna. But, but we don't understand that how graceful it is for the named to make his, empower his name fully and make his name available, you know, to anyone and everyone. I mean, how much easier, you know, you want me to make it, you know, you want me to do it all for you, you know, well, there has to be some effort on our part. There's grace and effort. These are the two, the two central, you know, features or aspects of, um, of bhakti sadhana. Hmm. So it's, it's like, you know, uh, somebody said, you know, you know well, Maharaj is uh, criticizing Prabhupada by saying he's in Sakirasa. And Shudamar scratched said, they thought it was a criticism? What? What, what did they think Sakirasa is? I thought it was rather a compliment. And he was like shocked. This comes to my mind. It's a little different, but I can just see Krishna shaking his head, crashing. But they think that giving myself fully in form of my name is like I got to do. Do I have to do everything? You know, I have to do everything. Where's Where's the effort on your part? There's no. You don't want want it. You just want it to be done for you. Meanwhile, you're willing to make effort for everything else, and no effort for me. You know, I mean. What's the deal here? You know, where's the love? Huh? Krishna gives. That's a fact. That's Baba Bhakti. Krishna is given. Hmm? When you make the effort, that is sadhana bhakti. When you make that, for says, Rupa Goswami says, Sudulava is rare. Hmm? That's what it means. Hmm? That the grace of Baba Bhakti, the full grace, it doesn't, that's when it happens. Prior to that, all this sadhana must be in place hmm, for him to bestow that, that grace. You have to want it. If you want it, then. And, you know, how much you want it. Hmm. And to every extent that you, you know, you want something else, then you don't want it. So, <laughs> so why should you get it? You don't want it. <laughs> You really don't want it, so why should you get it? Anyway, it's a good point that you raised, Gurdjieff, as usual. With that, we come to a conclusion. One hour of discussion, and it's been uh, robust and interesting, and I look forward to getting back to you after I return from Poland. Now I'm going to Europe for a couple of weeks. We'll be discussing from Chaitanya Charitamrita, the Madhya Lila, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's departure to the south. And uh, we'll probably get somewhere into the into the Raman and the Samvad there to some extent. You know, let's see how far this there's uh, much to be discussed prior to that. But uh, that's the um, what's planned anyway. <laughs> and we'll see what happens. So I I, I won't be able to uh, connect with you on all of you on this forum until I return. I'm returning on the 18th. I don't know how that relates to days of the week, but Sunday after that, I should be available again, and I look forward to being with you. Otherwise, the talks from Poland should be broadcast and made available for all of you. And um, I hope you'll take advantage of them.
They're for you. It's mercy. I'm giving them for you. Gaur Bhakta Vrindaki Jai. Gaur Premanandi. Very, very much. Jai.